You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to... We're on. Good morning to everyone. It's another Saturday. Whether we're alive or dead, life continues. And uh, I just have to say, I'd post a picture, uh, the tragic news last night that we all faced was we lost uh, what I consider a great soul, person who I never met, but I've known enough about. And uh, we have a picture up, I believe, of RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She is, that picture, to me, really says a lot about the woman. There's a strength in that picture that transcends gender, but there's also a wisdom in the eyes that are wide open in that head that are not only saying there's a lot behind the eyes, but a lot that those eyes see. Uh, also, 
It's a simple picture, but I believe she's in her robes for the uh, court. But she, like a uh, few people who've been through the court, don't just wear their robe, they dress it up a little and personalize it. She would every now and then wear certain neck things. She's got a little semi-crocheted piece that's around her neck to dress it up. Part of that, I think, in her case and the few people who did it before her in history, is to say we're not just these commanding presence in these dark, ominous black robes that will dictate to you. We are human. That's the humanizing part, that yoke or collar or whatever necklace she'd wear. When she wore a neck piece, as small as she was, it usually had big pieces on it. So we lost someone who's quite interesting, but anybody who studies the court and studies decisions, since anybody who goes to law school or works with the law, will eventually get to look at the final or the precedents that were set when the Supreme Court ruled on something rather than just dismissed it because it doesn't belong there, let's say. So <coughs> I knew the woman was trying to stay alive because there was no way in my mind that this woman didn't dislike what she saw coming out of uh, a man who pre pretends to be our president. And I've made myself clear about that. As I said, he's invalid in my book uh, by his own doing. So she was trying to stay alive, and of course, anybody who's been around knows that when Barack Obama was in his last year of his second term, Anton Antonin Scalia, another famous justice, an interesting guy, very conservative, very right-wing, but an interesting guy, who was a good buddy of Ruth Bader, actually. They appreciated each other intellectually, I think, at least, and maybe even as soulmates, in a way. But he died precipitously in uh, around February of the last year of Barack Obama's uh, second term. And immediately, Mitch McConnell said, we're not going to replace him because this is in an election year. And that was plus or minus about 10 months away from an election. They hadn't held primaries. Your candidates weren't all fit, uh, fit and set at that point. <clears throat> but Mitch McConnell said, no way. And, you know, Barack Obama properly pulled up Merrick Garland, who is a man that everybody liked because he's a kind of middle-of-the-road justice who's well-known for his fairness. He's not a conservative, a radical, whatever. Type of man you'd want on the Supreme Court. Anyway, I think he was in his 60s at the time, even. They didn't even give him the right to come in their office and talk to the senators. They wouldn't even talk to him, period. Now, we're less than two months away from an election. Last year of the term of a president. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has fought many cancers, and at 87, finally succumbed to... Uh, one of them. She was trying to make it to the end. You could see it in her face. But 45 days, 47 days, whatever it is from an election. And of course, Mitch McConnell, who says, no, 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 we did say that, but we're going to put somebody in there. How much more proof do you need 
uh, out of people who do nothing when they had a full Republican Congress for two years with a Republican president where they didn't pass one infrastructure bill, one new uh, medical coverage bill. Now you see Donald Trump trying to sign agreements all over the world, doing all this stuff. Yesterday he came out with, I'm going to give $13 billion to Puerto Rico. He didn't even know the Puerto Ricans were citizens of our nation, period. So we're going to see a battle going on because whoever they put out, I hate to say this, I would keep them in my office for days and ask them questions, whatever I had to do. I would slow walk this, and there are enough Republicans. Lindsey Graham, who's the head of the Judicial Committee, said in 2018 that you shouldn't be doing this if it was in the last year. He kind of predicted it, and he is the chair of the committee. There is no way, if they had any kind of real, honest way of being, that they would do this, but they're planning on doing it. So as I said, I'm going to look to see what I can do because as far as I'm concerned, Donald doesn't even have the right to breathe as president under what I filed and he didn't answer. So I know it sounds crazy, but whatever I can do with it, I'm going to see what I can. So anyway, we're here again, and my subtitle for this week, which I actually came up with, just before she died, I think is quite apropos, was just the mask is off and ugliness is on. And it's not just because of what they're doing with her seat, but what they're doing because Trump is running around telling you how he's done everything. I have a little clip on Trump uh, that we could even put up now. The man was first saying when all of this came out from Bob Woodward, where you hear his own voice telling you what he knew. And remember, this man said, as I repeated last week, that President Xi didn't even warn him of how bad this was. He talked to President Xi, according to him, when he's talking to Bob Woodward in the beginning of February. He said, it's deadly, five times worse than any flu. So he, he was saying he downplayed it to make sure there's no panic. This is a man who has been promoting violence all over the place and saying, you know, go punch reporters out. I'll pay for your legal fees. Anybody who depends on him to pay for anything because he's the cheapest man on the planet. By the way, uh, Forbes, I believe, is running an article. Google it. You'll see. Oh, let's listen to this little clip. I'm assuming that you could hear that, but that was the clip where now Trump is saying he upplayed. Now, let me tell you, I, I love words since I was a kid, and there have been many brilliant writers who've written about the different directions of winding up and winding down. <laughs> and, they've, and you could Google this stuff. You'll find it even before the Internet existed. They've talked to you about, yeah, you could wind up. You can't wind down. It's physically impossible. You know, a whole bunch of things. Well, the downplay didn't work well enough for him for stopping the panic, so now he's deciding he upplayed. 
Let me remind anyone who's been paying attention that he said he banned people coming from China to protect us. Well, after he put the ban on of travel from China to here, there were at least 47,000 people that came from China to our country. And then as they analyzed this particular virus, it was all coming out of Europe, where people from China went to Europe for business. And then as Europe got it, Chinese and Europe coming from Europe brought it in on the East Coast. He says, well, I banned travel from Europe. You can find the date, but let me tell you, these people were coming here with the virus and spreading it into our major cities like New York, where they come in from Europe to go to Washington or wherever. So the man can now upplay all he wants. He will always give you an excuse. The man does not care about anybody's life but himself. We have 200,000. Oh, the other day, he said something that a lot of people don't know the answer to. He said, well, that 200,000 people, they're mainly in the democratic states. If you get rid of the democratic states, we're lower than almost anybody anywhere in the world. The answer to that is you are wrong, sir, because somebody analyzed it the day he said it. And out of the 200,000, about 190 when he said it, 90,000 of them are in red states. And we would still be the second highest in the world with the exception of Brazil, where they have a guy who's a dictator who really doesn't care about his people. So the man is lying. He's the president of the United States, but he thinks he's the president of just the people who like him. We must get rid of the man. And the good thing, I should say, I saw the early voting in some of the states that opened up. I think it was Virginia, Minnesota. And people are coming out with their masks on, and they are starting to vote. They've heard all this shit about your ballot, your this, the falseness. As I said probably over a month ago, go vote in person. Stand in line. Worse than a coronavirus is this man being able to say, you filed a ballot that's invalid and your vote doesn't count. And as I said, when you go in and you vote, take your camera, take a picture of your ballot if you want to, so you'll have it. Let's overwhelm them. If everybody who sat on their ass in the 2016 election, because they were all confused between him and Hillary, if they get out and they vote, and don't vote for a narrow little interest, because you're voting for a dictatorship or a democracy to get back to what it was intended to be. It's that simple, folks. So don't pick on little things. We need to vote this man out if nothing else gets him out. And as I've said to people who ask me, if he refuses to leave the White House, I'd cut off all water and electricity, let him sit in there till he rots in his own juices, period. Anyhow, we don't have to have a military drag him out coup. We're going to have an interesting day. My alter ego is around. She has a lot of stuff to talk about. And... I also have one other image. Could you put up that image? This president has been denying science, 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 science. Without getting into science, the picture that I have up is his new transportation. Because we pay for Air Force One and a fleet of planes and a ton of communication, high-tech, scientific equipment so that even if he's in the air, he could run the world from there. 
Well, since he doesn't believe in science, I wouldn't want him to fall out of the sky. That should be his transportation from now on. And by the way, I love horses since I was a kid. I think they're the noblest animals. They're one of the best friends of mankind. When you really understand horses, forget about dogs and cats and the rest of it. Uh, that's a buddy you can traverse the planet with years ago or now. That's his transportation. And I don't mean to give a horse a bad burden, but that should be his non-scientific transportation because of him denying everything that doesn't suit where he earns money. And as I started to say, Forbes has an article, Google it, in 2017 to 2019, not even the end of 2020, he's already pulled in revenues into his companies of over $1.9 billion, okay? It's an interesting article. There's a book coming out on it, and that just really touches the surface of what I tell you. He's been taking of our money out of our treasury. So with that, let me let my alter ego start to speak. And I have a whole bunch of other little tidbits that I'll throw in as warranted. So good morning. It's always so good to be here. I truly enjoy being here. Um, before we get to the first topic, which is going to be very interesting, I just want to touch again on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I have a different spin. I'm very upset. Actually, I was crying all night last night about it. And I'm crying because what the voters have done in this country women, Latinos, blacks, Caribbeans. What you have done is put the country on a trajectory that for the next hundred years, and I've talked about the lifetime of a court person who's appointed to the federal courts is 53 years. So now what you have done is put 100 years before any of us will ever get any fairness out of any of the federal courts and our Supreme Court ever. We will be going back in time from all the work that people did to get us to where we are. You have undone it. You undid it by not voting. You undid it by voting for him. You undid it because you felt your vote didn't count. And so you voted for the loudmouth, lying, corrupt piece of crap president that you knew he was corrupt. You knew it. And you still voted for him, women. I will never understand that. So for the next hundred years, think about it, voters, as you go to the polls, as you find a way to get out of your damn houses and go and vote. You have no excuse because he's going to appoint someone. It's going to be either Tom Cotton or the other Ted Cruz. And if you think he, they, these guys like blacks and Latinos, they hate women, they don't like gays, they don't like anybody, now they have solidified their power in the U.S., full dictatorship at play. So when you think about what this means, and I have talked about this for a couple of years, the courts in this country at the federal level are very, very, very important. Read your constitution. We don't have three forms of government anymore. We only have one, and that's the presidency. So now I just wanted to make a, a note of that because it's a very upsetting thing that happened. I wish she had resigned when Obama first came into power. She refused to do it. 
She didn't do it in the second term. Obviously, he probably wouldn't have been able to get anybody in anyway. And I guess she tried to hold on for a woman president. Well, women decided they didn't want a woman president. So they put Trump in power instead. So here we are. Think about what this means. Hitler, Hitler, Hitler all over again. So the first picture that's going to come up is going to be about concentration camps. And you're going to say to me, Max, I'm, I'm sorry, why do you have that picture up? I want to talk about a survey that was done, a 50-state survey on Holocaust knowledge of, a, of American millennials and G, Gen Z uh, young people. And I would say that even old people don't even have a clue about what's going on anymore in this world. Very disturbing to see that the majority of young people don't even know what the Holocaust was. They have no clue what a concentration camp was or what a ghetto. Remember, the word ghetto came out of Germany. I know we use it here in the U.S. to talk about poor people living in the ghetto, but the ghettos came out of Germany when Jews were put in these communities all together and they couldn't go anywhere. So they did a state-by-state -state analysis of the knowledge of people regarding the murder of six million Jews, the concentration camps, and the ghettos. And I have to tell you, it makes my hair stand straight in my head when I see that 63% of the respondents didn't even know that six million Jews were killed. There's a distribution of the, the balance that thought that maybe only two million Jews were killed. And a whole lot of them that thought that Jews were responsible for the Holocaust. And I think what makes it even more telling, the states with the highest knowledge scores of what you know, the Holocaust was are states you would never think would do such a thing, would know this. It was... Wisconsin, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Maine, Kansas, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, Idaho, Iowa, and Montana. Those were the states who had the most knowledge. Not that they really understood what was going on, but they had the most knowledge in terms of when they were asked about it. The states with the lowest, lowest scores. Alaska, I could see that. Delaware, I don't see that. Maryland, I still don't understand it. But New York, with the highest concentration of Jews who run New York to a certain extent, they had the least knowledge. Then it then was Georgia, Hawaii, Louisiana, Florida, Mississippi, and our, our Arkansas. I could see the South not having any knowledge because they believe it was all fake anyway, that it never existed. But the states that should, should be teaching and actually making sure that they have this knowledge, they were the ones that failed. I shouldn't be surprised because we had 400 years of slavery and half the country doesn't know that or think it was not a big deal. So why should I be surprised about this? People, education, and knowledge is very important. If you don't know these things, how could you ever stop it from happening again? 
Let me say one thing. The people I always hang around with and deal with are people who are independent, have their own mind, want to study and understand things. And let me say, I don't look for people who reflect everything I think of or agree with everything I say because I believe we all have viewpoints and perspective. One of the things I remind everybody throughout my life that not just six million Jews, there were also six million other human beings that were killed during the Holocaust. So it wasn't just Jews. Hitler used that to start his campaign in Germany because he wanted to get them out of power and have more control over everything. Just as you see Trump trying to neuter the Congress and the rest of it. So it was a strategic use of Jews that he did. And then, of course, he started gathering them. But there were 12 million people killed during the Holocaust. Six million other human beings from every background you can think of. And they all deserve to be understood and studied. And the difference is with my alter ego, I don't have a problem with the states that know it or don't know it. New York is a port that constantly changes. When I was a kid, the phone book where I was probably had 50 pages of people with my last name. Nowadays, you probably will find five pages. Things keep churning in these big cities. We should still study this and understand it. Our lives depend on it when we go after these false gods who think they're going to run things for us. And when we think about what Trump has been doing, the similarities are astounding. And as your host just said, there were six million other people. There were gypsies. He started with elderly people. He started killing elderly people because he thought that they were not useful to society anymore, just like Trump felt with the coronavirus and still feels the same way, you know, that herd mentality. He then started with gypsies. He then started with Catholics. I mean, he killed even white people. Think about it. Not just Jews. He killed everybody, just like Trump is doing today. Not only killing, but instructing his paramilitary army of supporters to go out and shoot people, beat them, do whatever. Please think about that. Now I want to talk about Hitler recruiting kids. You will ask me, why am I bringing this up? I had a very interesting experience in West Palm Beach County helping my nephew uh, with his virtual learning, six-year-old kids, first graders. The propaganda that Trump and the Republican Party had started way before Trump came into office, but definitely in the past three years, it's working. They decided to teach the kids, for whatever reason, the Constitution and the three branches of government and how fair we are in America and everybody's treated equally, all these things that are not necessarily true, uh, actually, because we have a lot of racism here and we've killed a lot of people, destroyed a lot of people's country and culture, but that's another story. When they started talking about the Congress, and they started saying how the Congress makes rules and laws. These six-year-old kids said to the teacher, oh, no, and I'm not going to bring the teacher's name in. That's not true. Donald Trump makes all the rules and laws in our country. So they didn't want to accept the fact that the Congress really has the power for making rules and laws. These are six-year-old kids. 
And then the other thing she asked was, who are our heroes? And they said police and fire teachers. That's normal for kids to say. But then they said, but Donald Trump is our hero because he saved us from the COVID, the coronavirus. He hasn't saved <laughs> us from anything, but he says it all the time. So now these children are repeating it. And of course, their parents are probably saying it or they're hearing it in the news. But Hitler did the same thing. Remember, I did a story on the Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts, which really started in England, not the United States. It started in England and then it went to Germany. And the German kids used to go to, to Boy Scout camps, just like we do here. And what Hitler did was he made the Boy Scouts, just like what Trump has done here, everything is bad, nothing is good, uh, he's breaking down everything. He made the Boy Scouts a bad thing, and he forced these kids to become part of the Nazi youth organization, starting at the age of six. And anybody that didn't want to join, if you still wanted to be part of the Boy Scouts, he would have these kids go and harm them physically with knives, threaten them. Your children are being manipulated right now in America the same way. Be very careful. And he used the children to separate them from their families. And that way they could tell the Nazis what the families were thinking. So their own kids were a danger to the family unit in Nazi Germany. Yeah, absolutely. That was the main point. I'm glad she covered it. But the children were taught that their government needs them to even tell them if their parents are not following the rules. And the kids just accepted this because they were being trained that way. Now, we had it up uh, for me to see, but I want to thank Lisa again. We're glad to see that you're there. Kyoko, thank you. I hope Paris is clear today. And uh, Diana, good for you. Study more. Noam Chomsky really has done a lot of work on it. And uh, yes, the big difference between Hitler, I'm going to tell you, from everything I've read, and Donald Trump, who I've studied for many years because I grew up in the same city, Hitler, while wanting to be a dictator and picking on people to solidify his thing, what he did was, and turning people against people, Hitler purely wanted the power. He knew he'd have whatever he wanted, uh, people, food, houses, he'd have that. Donald Trump doesn't care about any other human than himself when it comes down to it. That's the main difference. And he wants money because he, he sees money as power. So he doesn't spend it, but he wants to grab as much money as he can. So that actually makes him a little more dangerous than Hitler because Donald will never be satisfied. Okay? So, so, so again, there are people on other sites that we may not see and I may not talk about, but we are monitoring you, whether you're on Stitch, Instagram, wherever you are. So please keep sending in your comments. So Lisa, let me just read Lisa a little bit more. Good morning from Detroit. Love your Facebook Live. My heart is breaking for America and my fellow Americans. Kyoko, good morning, everyone from Paris. Diane Ricklitz. We the people need to make sure 45 can't appoint anyone. Dems and progressive, you need to start raising holy hell. Hit the streets, people. 
If Schumer and them leaders don't fight, history will judge them very harshly. Remember, they don't control the power to appoint judges because we, the people, did not vote enough to put and make sure that we had the Senate under our control. I've, I've been taking a deep dive into the Holocaust for two years and advocate people learn about it. Trump's rise to power is chillingly similar to Hitler's. Noam Chomsky said recently that 45 is more dangerous than Hitler, and that is true because he has studied Hitler, he has studied uh, uh, Lenin and Stalin, and he has studied Mussolini. He's a man on steroids. He knows what to do, and he has systematically, with the help of the Republican Party everywhere in the country, everywhere in the country, he has managed to do what it took Hitler years to do. And let's remember, Hitler at least was a military guy. The guy we have is a draft dodger, disrespectful to our military, and a coward. Don't forget it. And he's using the military against us. And wait, let me just point out now that she brought it up. Trump, when he started, he said, my generals, and I don't need the generals, I'm smarter than them. Recently, what he's done, what he's campaigning, he's saying the military is trying to use their money and their power with the defense industry to hurt us. Don't listen to him. Go back and check. He said, I'm going to raise the military budget, which he did. I'm going to create new and more powerful weapons. And he himself has created treason by letting out about these new nuclear weapons that he talked about in public. So if Attorney General Barr, his little puppy dog, wants to prosecute anybody, he should be prosecuting Trump for putting these out on the tables at Mar-a-Lago for people to look at, for talking about these systems. So military and the defense industry, no. We have to build up within reason to keep it. I'm all about good defense. We could always talk about that another time. But Trump is now beating on the military. Anybody who serves in the military or any veteran who would vote for this man who eventually throws everybody under the bus, he's the only person who counts. He'll throw his own children under the bus who he didn't take care of for the beginning of their lives till he had to so they wouldn't embarrass him. He's the embarrassment. Let me let my alter ego continue. I want to talk about immigrants. Again, I blame voters. I blame United States citizens who are immigrants who brought us here. You see a picture of both people. Guess what our federal courts just gave Donald Trump? The ability to force 400,000 immigrants out of the US. People from Haiti, lots of Haitians love Donald Trump. Well, okay, uh, they're sending you back. El Salvador and other countries, there are five of them. Because these were people who came here either by boat or other means because of wars in their country or some of them we created, some of them we supported with a lot of armament to dictators. So we have some culpability from some of these things. So now he can now deport 400,000 of them. He now has the right to do it. All of the, I'm a Latina and I'm gonna speak to Latinos because 
I belong to different Latino groups and it is very hurtful to me to see how Latinos are behaving. The fact that they voted for Trump in 2016 was bad enough, but now they're going to vote for him again because I guess they like the machista. They don't mind being insulted. They don't mind that he's taking things away. But the Latinos also are very prejudiced and they don't want these new immigrants here, even though it may impact their own families that are either here or they're trying to bring here through legal means. I'm not talking about illegality, but here we are Latinos thinking of Trump again. And the reason why is because, oh my God, the Democratic Party isn't doing enough for us. How about you making sure the Republican Party does something for you? They've never done anything for you. They still won't even talk about DACA or anything. So why are you making the Democratic Party your fall guy when you won't even force the Republicans to do anything for you and everything you're getting today is because of the Democrats? And I am going to say this over and over again. If you put that man in power, other than the Puerto Ricans who are legally American citizens, and the very rich white Cubans living in Miami, a lot of you guys are going to be thrown out of America. Let me just remind you one more thing. Donald Trump knows Florida is important to him. Donald Trump also knows because he did not help Puerto Rico fix up after the hurricane and the damage they had. He knows that a lot of Puerto Ricans, because they are citizens, moved to Florida mainly. So we have a large... Puerto Rican population in Florida. So he announced his $13 billion this past week. He's announced it. You won't see a penny of it going to Puerto Rico because he doesn't allow money to get away from him that he doesn't get into his bank account. He's doing it to try and make you feel better. And he said, we're going to rebuild the pharmaceutical industry. I've been around a long time. I know the laws. I know what happened in the islands of Puerto Rico. A lot of the debt they had is because they gave a lot of tax incentives to get big corporations into Puerto Rico because they were under a different set of our internal revenue code, and they did well till the world opened up and these same manufacturers and pharmaceutical companies found they could go to China and other places and make more money. So he's announced this, and he's going to bring the pharmaceutical back, it's bullshit. He's not going to bring them back because they don't want to come back. Biden will make them come back under the Defense Production Act if he is president. That's different. And then we can spend our money to build up our country and the industries that we should have never let leave by the power of our purchasing dollars. I've told you, we the people spend over $14 trillion a year on various goods and services. So don't listen to what he's saying. And the Puerto Ricans who are here in Florida, you get yourself out there and you vote. Let him know that Florida isn't being dazzled by the $13 billion he's announcing that you're never going to see a penny of, especially if he's reelected. He won't, he won't do anything for anyone, including Mitch McConnell, because he won't need him anymore. He will take over, as he said, 12 more years. Why can't I be president for life? President Xi does it in China. So he decides that people like that, 
And you see him like this with the take the power thing. He says they do it by taking the power. The main thing you could do now to prove to him that this is a democracy is get out and vote directly. Wear three masks if you have to. If you're in a cold climate, wear a couple of extra sweaters. Get out there and put your vote in the ballot box at the voting place. Period. That's the stuff that will bury him right now. And I will encourage everyone, sign up to be a poll worker. I'm going to do it. Try to take people to the polls. Do whatever it takes, people. And it's not just Donald Trump. It's the entire Republican Party. You have to vote out. You, we must get the Senate. We must keep the House. If you want to unwind where we're at today, that's what you have to do. You don't need to be excited. This is not about excitement. This is not a party, people. I don't need Biden to yell and scream for me to feel excited. What I need is to not have to worry about a hundred years of things being taken back from us. Women, your right to make decisions about your body. Blacks and everybody else, your right to vote. Your, your right to get social programs that the rich don't need these tax cuts, but he's cut SNAP and WIC and uh, housing. All the things that normal people need, he's cut the funding. And they're coming after our Social Security and our Medicare and Medicaid. And I will not allow that. I work too hard to make sure that I have something I can live off in life. They're not giving me anything. I've paid into this and they want to take it away. And the other thing you should keep in mind and recognize when she speaks about the Holocaust and the concentration camps, as Shakespeare said, arose by any other name. Concentration camps. What Trump did when people came across the border and he said they shouldn't be there, he didn't send them all back. He opened up what he calls detention centers. And he had private companies because he then gives out contracts, which I've explained to you. He gets his peace through the back door. But he's got the children and the mothers and the fathers in these detention centers. And what do we find out? Because there's no oversight. He did this to make money, adjust how things are spent, so he benefits from it. We've heard about the ICE detention center where the women, the doctors are going crazy. One doctor who they're investigating seems to be harvesting uteruses. I hate to say it, they should check if they've been sending the men to urologists and were they getting, you know, sterilized while they were there. Because in effect, he doesn't like immigrants and their children. So... He's making money off them. He's put them in nice detention centers run by private companies, but they're all being taken advantage of. Don't be fooled. He's doing the same crap that Hitler did with concentration camps. And remember historically, I like to talk about history. This country has done this before to black men and black women. They sterilized black women in the South and they introduced all kinds of diseases into the black men. We did that here in America to our own citizens because we didn't like black people and we didn't want their black children to be born. And by the way, this is from the same conservative, religious, whatever they want to call themselves, who are against abortion, but they have no problem taking away your right to have a child and sterilizing you. So historically, we've done this. By the way, 
Uh, please look us up at AE equals MC square and you can catch our replays at AE equals MC square replays. Stitcher, Spotify, the Culture Radio, uh, the Apple, uh, Google Play, and the App Store, Apple App Store. Remember, we are in many different social mediums. Facebook and Instagram, where AE, the word equals, and MC, the word squared. If you want to email me, it's through Gmail at AE, the word equals, MCSQ at Gmail. And by the way, if you want to go further with this whole thing about what they're doing to people and how they take advantage of them, the picture, and you could look it up, it was famous with Jack Nicholson, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It was back in California in the old days where they put people in these institutions, they used electroshock to control them, and they did what was called prefrontal lobotomies to detach their brain from their muscle coordination to neuter them if they wanted to use them. So again, it happened, even on white people. Okay, so Cheryl Carter from Facebook. Wow, she's on point. Lisa from Facebook. Say it loud. Amen, Alan. Paul from Facebook. Wake up, folks. Lisa again. Donald Trump using tax money as his own to spend as he pleases. So now I want to talk about Brianna and her family. Oh, lastly, let me say, if we vote him out, we will start an investigation and we will go after the monies. And as far as I'm concerned, they should lock him up. Brianna Taylor, shot by police officers, which was a disgrace. They broke into her house. They finally made a settlement, $12 million settlement. But what I liked about the settlement and her mother, who's still advocating for these men to be charged, I guess the city thought we'll give them $12 million and these black people will go away and the police officers can continue living their lives. Hell no. They made some changes in the way the police department is being run, which I think is a great idea, especially when they're talking about these no-knock warrants. Some changes. And, and you got to do it at the local level and work your way up to the state and federal level. So thank you. Thank you, Brianna Taylor's family, for doing such a good negotiation. But I want to tell police officers and the head of these police departments, every time you guys do this, every time you do this, you cost money to come out of your budget. And then you want more money. And by the way, this was the civil case where the settlement took place, because usually police departments don't settle these things just like that before they have some criminal case and usually they win it and they feel that they can just make you go away. So here we are. The criminal piece is still ongoing in terms of actually arresting these officers and charging them. Next thing I want to talk about is the courts. By the way, anything having to do with voting rights, we have lost four times at the U.S. Supreme Court level. Mr. Roberts and all his people are just there to make sure we have nothing and give it to the wealthy and bring us back to slavery or whatever he thinks we should go back to. Pay attention, people. I always talk about the courts because it's very important. The decisions they make 
could last a hundred years, 50, 60 years, couple of generations, you're going to have to live under that. So pay attention to that. Let me point something important out about the three branches of government. Even if they've packed the Supreme Court, if you vote in Democrats to replace the Republicans and the Congress has enough Democrats in it, if the president won't sign something, we can pass laws that the public wants that will go into law that somebody will have to bring to the Supreme Court to argue. Until they do that, we can change how we're being treated by changing the laws, by changing Congress. That's how the three branches operate. We don't have to be controlled by the Supreme Court. And just so you know, in three Alabama counties, if you remember in 2016 what Alabama did, they took away voting areas for the blacks, not the whites, just the blacks. Well, now the Supreme Court has refused to make it easier for these Alabama counties to use absentee ballots. Uh, they rejected a bid by the Texas Democratic Party to remove barriers to absentee voters, especially for elderly voters. So people, you're 65 and older, doesn't matter. You may not be able to vote because they don't care that you may be sick, that you may be in a wheelchair, whatever. That our Supreme Court, under Justice Roberts and the rest of those Nazis sitting up there, have decided that you don't have a right to your vote. So right now we're not winning any of these voting right cases, just so you know. Keep that up so that you are aware. Um, Want to talk about, um, still talking about the courts and how propaganda spreads. I want you to know that in World War I, propaganda was used a lot, especially in Germany and into World War II to make sure that people started doubting the media, just like Trump has done, that people started doubting the things that we believe in. So, you know, I brought up a picture, and I think it was something having to do with the, um, with the Catholic Church, and I just have to find. Okay, so the Catholic Church and their Protestant teaching in the 1600s, they were the ones that invented propaganda, a little bit of history. And Germany took and learned from the way the Catholic Church used propaganda to be able to take control politically, because the Catholic Church was and still is a political force. And so in the 1600s, they already started doing that by using propaganda to make sure that they could get new people, they could get other individuals, they wanted to discredit the Protestants, they wanted to do all of that. So when you look at history, you gotta understand what Hitler took from every part of history. They took parts of, uh, of history from the US in the way that they were treating blacks after emancipation and some of the actions that we took to keep them from voting. So people learn. Lisa, I had a flyer from Macomb, in Michigan Macomb. from Macomb County Commissioner. He had his number to call him. I did. I asked him if he supports Trump. And he went on and on about the greatness from Trump. So the propaganda works. So just remember that. 
started with the Catholic Church in the 1600s, used by Hitler effectively, and now we have Donald Trump doing the same thing. By the way, propaganda from large groups of people was what was recognized by organizations like the church in the old days, that if you can get a bunch of people who outnumber everybody else in that city or area to say, no, we don't like this, or we're going to stand it, they can't arrest everybody because then everything falls apart. So they had to cooperate. This is the same thing that Rosa Parks understood, the same thing that Mahatma Gandhi understood. And if need be, if we're stupid enough to have this guy in again, you might see me on the streets of the U.S. getting arrested for asking people to just not do what they're asking, period. Because it's still our country and we outnumber the rest of them. So I just want to talk about the superintendent of the West Palm Beach School District. I mentioned earlier my experience with the virtual uh, learning with my nephew who's six years old and some of the things that some of these children are saying. Uh, obviously, their parents are telling them this. Um, it's kind of interesting. But this young man became the first black superintendent of schools in West Palm Beach County, which, by the way, is an A-rated school system, 91% graduation rate, and a budget of $3.8 billion with 23,000 employees. He went to FAMU and then got his master's from UCF, the University of Central Florida, and got hired in 2018. It's interesting now that the teachers' union want him fired and so I had to figure out why, because people that I've talked to say he's a great uh, educator, very affable person. He's a great person. Why do they want him fired? Because they don't think that he puts enough things in place to handle the going back to school uh, uh, mandate. By the way, people, your president, if you want to call him back, is the one that's forcing all these schools to open back up. He is doing it. And so a lot of these counties and a lot of these school districts don't really have a choice because even though the majority of funding for schools come from our property taxes, not the federal government, he's threatened a little bit that he gives to make sure they don't get it. And some of those funds go for programs that kids can use, whether it's going on a field trip or music or art, which they're cutting back a lot of in a lot of these schools. So I just want to tell you that when he was hired, he was rehired right after the Parkland High School shooting that killed 14 kids. And he had to work very hard in putting all of these new security measures that they wanted these schools to have. Police officers, they want teachers armed. I hate the fact that my kids would have to go to school with teachers with guns. But anyway, so he worked on that. And the other thing that he actually got accomplished was he accomplished getting a property tax increase. Um, he worked on a campaign so that for the next four years, $150 million of additional funds will go into the school system. He expanded the mental health services for kids. He's upgrading the school facilities. So yes, in a year and a half, he hasn't done everything the board wanted. But why does he have to accomplish everything in a year when the other superintendents of school were there for years? 
And I have to say this, because I have experienced this in my own working life. You're a person of color, you gotta work harder. You gotta do more. You have to have more knowledge than everybody else. He's done a lot under the circumstances of which he came into uh, uh, the position. And then COVID-19 happened in March. So imagine all of these things that you have to do and be responsible for, and now the teachers' union wants you fired. Disregarding everything else that happened as he began his tenure. Do you think it's easy trying to put security measures, getting teachers trained, and having police officers, and all these other things, and getting parents on board? And It's not very easy to do, even though West Palm Beach County is 90% Republican, very conservative. I heard a kid in one of the classes say that if an animal was to be on her bicycle, and we're talking a cat or a dog, that was the question, that she would have her family, her mom and dad, take a gun and shoot the animal. Why are six-year-olds saying that about killing animals for no reason? So I just want you to get a good idea of what I'm talking about when I talk about West Palm Beach County. Paul Daddy's man. Trump locked 2,500 children up in cages. Some dead, that is true, many raped, and some lost to trafficking. How can any Hispanic vote for Trump? I agree. Take your breakfast, lunch, and dinner to the polls, and don't forget the coffee. Lilia House and I and and had little children in cages piled up like animals. Now he has this done. He's a dirty dog. But what about us? We are standing by allowing this man to do that. Where are the protests? Where are the outrage? Every single day we should be out in the street, in front of the White House, in front of Congress, in front of the courts, not only at, at the state levels, but at the federal level. They need to understand we, the people, are what matter, not Donald Trump and Mr. Barr and Mitch McConnell and Fox News and Breitbart News and Steve Bannon and every corrupt piece of crap that has been in his administration, the swamp that he brought into our society. And the protests, let me tell you, because don't play into the stupidity that Donald Trump will try and change it to because he's now calling his uh, rallies when he does it because they're illegal the way he's run them in many states. So he says, when you go outside, tell them that you weren't at a rally, you were at a protest. Number one, whether you're running a protest or a rally, you got to file for a permit, you got to be within the law. So he's playing with your head. His head just says one direction. How much money can I steal, including, and anybody who heard this woman who used to be Pence's right-hand assistant with all these meetings during the COVID, who just left and just put up an ad. They have pictures of her in the room with Donald Trump where he said the good thing about COVID means that now I have an excuse, more or less, for not shaking the hands of these disgusting people. He's talking about the people at his rallies. Do you need any more proof? This is a lifelong Republican, the woman. So anyway, and let me just say this. Kushner, his son-in-law, Google Kushner Village. They made a deal where they bought this older project set up in New York. I forget what borough it's in. 
uh, built around the 1900s, and they built it with the idea they had the allowance to add penthouses on the top. Well, they may not have done it structurally right. There are a lot of cracks happening, but they made their money off it by what they sold the penthouses for and the rest. And now they're, they're arguing in court.